there was a lot of women out there that were having a hard time finding a, a partner because they themselves were too masculine in the way that they presented themselves. And then there were a lot of men out there that were too feminine that didn't understand the dynamic of the masculine and the feminine so that they could create that fire in their relationship. Hello and welcome to the Emotional Compass. This is Bodhi. And Abiel. What's up, brother? What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. We've... Um been experiencing this book called The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. And uh, this book was actually recommended by several men in this mastermind that I'm part of. And I went very excitedly to Abiel saying like, hey, we should probably experience this book together and talk about it on the podcast. And you, brother, the way you are, you jump at the opportunity to consume information and you (laughs) dive headfirst. You know, you got the book and you started listening to it that very night, which was like a week ago. I was like, I haven't even finished previous book yet. Like I need some time. And uh, yeah, you fell in love with the book and his message. I, I did. I think uh, the book itself is one of those books where you have to look at the information with, without any prejudice. You have to look at it from where he's coming from. So when I first read the book, it was a little shocking. I, I, was, I was a little put off based on the history I've had and my understanding of, of the masculine energy and all the work that we have done in our society to balance that out and to allow the feminine to be expressed. And itself, the book sounds like it's a competition, like the super masculine. But in essence, the book is more talking about the best versions of the self. Um, It was very interesting because once I started doing research on David, I started realizing his accolades and, and, He's been a really good writer for a long time. He's been part of artificial intelligence research. He's been part of uh, psychology. I think we could put all his credentials in our notes, but this guy is just more than just offering masculine advice. And one of the things that was very interesting to me was that he looks at masculine and feminine energy as polarities. Just the same way that there is a night and then there is a day or there is, you know, hot and cold, there is masculine and feminine. But it doesn't really, it's not really addressing men and women, it's addressing masculinity and femininity. So I thought that was like, that was really awesome because I know plenty of people that have a male gender and a feminine energy and vice versa. I know so many people that have a feminine gender, but have this masculine energy. So right off the bat, when he said that, it it threw a wrench. It was like, whoa, 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 this guy's pretty cool. I I, kind of like that. So I thought that was very interesting. And then he starts talking about like, okay, so 
10% of the relationships out there are going to be, the male is going to be more feminine and the female is going to be more masculine and 10% is going to be neutral where the, the female is more divided between neutral uh, of masculine and feminine. And then 80% of the population is going to have more of a masculine male and female feminine, regardless of, you know, orientation, because you could have a, a couple that is feminine and one's feminine female, and then the other one's feminine masculine and vice versa for, for the male gender. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, there's a lot more topics on that. Did you want to add something to that? No, I mean... I don't disagree with the masculine and the feminine energies. I agree that there are men, certain men that embody a man's body, but then they lean a little more to the feminine energies. I, I certainly remember my dad being like that, you know. Um, and then there are certain men that actually embody and exhibit a lot of masculine energy, like the alpha males. And they're very discernible and you can see them and you see that this person is an alpha male. So I, I don't disagree with that. And of course, you know, there are certain women that exhibit a lot of masculine energy. But majority of the, the female population does exhibit a lot of feminine energy. And there I agree. I don't disagree with that. but. There, there were other things that you liked about the book and his message. Yeah, one of the things I really enjoyed was depending on the complexity of your, your character, you're going to have parts of you that are more masculine, parts of you that are more feminine. Is That way you're going to find your, your female counterpart that are going to have those dynamics, but in a way that fits with your dynamics. And the really interesting part that he starts talking about was that in a relationship, it's going to try to find balance. So if the male is not asserting its masculinity, which is not, is not aggressiveness, is more of what, what he describes masculinity is males are more channel. They're more logical. They're, they're seeking for freedom. And then females or feminine energy, um, let me correct that, feminine energy, not females, are seeking um, expansively to express creativity, the divine feminine, that which creates. So through that, those two polarities, then you have a mechanism that allows these two people to grow together into vast aspects of life. So it's not for the male to tell the female or it's not for the masculine to tell the feminine what things to do is for the masculine to be there as a support, as a guide for the feminine to then be channeled through that masculine and create. So the way he described it to me was really fascinating. And it also explained the fact that as males, we're constantly trying to fix our partner when in reality, most of the time, what they need is for you to be present and open with them just to listen because in that, in that dynamic of being present and open is where her creativity allows the answer to be created to be expressed so to me that was very interesting and i really enjoyed it because that's one of the dynamics that i have with my my significant other is that i've learned that i need to put my engineer hat away and to just be there for her 
without wanting to change, without wanting to offer advice, just be present. So I, I really, really enjoyed that aspect of the feminine and the masculine. You know, when you were saying that, it reminded me of this video. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, there was a viral video a few years ago. And it's a conversation between a man and a woman. And the woman comes to him with a nail on her head. And she's like, you know, I have this pain. And, you know, I don't know where it's coming from. And he can see the nail on her head. And he's like, he's like trying to point it out. <laughs> and she's just like, I don't want you to fix anything, okay? I just, I'm just trying to explain myself. Like, this, there's this pain. And he's like, but, but there's like, there's, there's a nail sticking out of you. He wants to say that, but, you know, he's trying his hardest not to say that because he just wants to give her the space to be and say what she wants to say. You, you just offended 80% of our audience. Thanks a lot, Bodhi. I, I did <laughs> just, not create the video. That video kidding. exists online. <laughs> just kidding. It's a really, really funny video, which goes to show you that women just want want to be heard or and be seen and then a man just usually wants to fix things but that's that's my biggest problem with this book is that he makes a lot of sweeping generalizations oh for sure on his solutions to problems like you know he's like a man's word is his honor and the feminine says what it feels a woman's word is her true expression in the moment so basically what he's trying to say is that if a man says something, he has to honor it for the rest of his life. And if a woman says something, she's just saying it in the moment and she cannot, you cannot hold her to it the next moment. I think that's a sweeping generalization. You can't make that generalization between man and woman or masculine and feminine energy. It all depends on the context. It all depends on the two people. It all depends on the situation. So it's things like that that just like, you know, I was driving when I was listening to this book. And when I heard about some of the things that he was talking about, it was just like, I would just want to pull over and smack this guy, man. <laughs> because I think it, that, sorry, go ahead. I think that's the part where it's, it's not, it's, he only has certain pages to express the masculine and the feminine energy. And if you no, no longer identify this with female or male, but look at it as masculine, feminine, it took a different dynamic for me because no longer was I, I looking at it as, as another woman, but instead the feminine. So he, he almost makes a caricature of the masculine and feminine so that you could learn from those dynamics. Um, I, I then went on to, I, I'm sorry, you were going to add to when you were driving and I cut you off. I kind of lost my train of thought there, but basically I was going to go and launch into how a lot of the things that he's saying is, goes against everything that I've been researching on relationships. And, you know, like, and a lot of these things we've also talked on our podcast, like nonviolent communication um, and, you know, doing shadow work, uh, emotional agility. And I mean, I would go as far as to talk about, and I think maybe in our podcast sometime we should talk about like attachment theory, codependency, sure. uh, past trauma, uh, doing trauma work. And all of these things play into a relationship. 
Like what, what were your attachment styles as a kid and how are you bringing those into your present relationships? Uh, are you codependent? Uh, what kind of trauma that you've uh, had in the past? Um, how do you communicate with each other? Because uh, there, there's this um, institute called the Gottman Institute has decades of studies on relationships and um, they talk about different dynamics uh, between couples. And so my biggest problem with this book is that it's not based on any studies. It's not based on any facts. It's not based on any science. It's just based on him and his opinion on energies. and. Some of it I like, some of it, I mean, most of it, I just want to toss out the window because I'm just like, dude, like if I tell my woman, let's go to a movie and she's pissed off at something, maybe me or some situation and you're recommending that I lick her neck and pick her (laughs) up, you are absolutely wrong in saying those things and do not recommend people do these things. Once again, I, I want to talk about then the uh, don't change your mind because you were saying how you should be, you should stick with it. I, I've, I found it very hard to swallow that, that aspect as well. But I think that for a lot of women, they find ma- a male certainty or from the feminine to, for the masculine, that certainty that, that, that that's the journey I'm taking. They find it very appealing. And once again, it's not to say to be closed-minded or to be narrow-minded, but I think what he's referring to is that polarity of feminine and masculine, how the masculine needs to take that direction. So once again, that's going to the extreme. Because what this book does really well, it takes things to the extreme. It creates the caricature. Once again, we're two males speaking about emotions on a podcast. We're definitely not on the... Ten, ten, one percentage of being extremely masculine. We're we're a good mix. I feel like I'm more that ten percent of relationships where I have more of a balanced masculine and feminine than the masculine versus the the real feminine. So this book itself, he was saying, if you're not this full masculine, then this book might be offensive for you, or you might not even like it. And I was like, I could see that. I could totally see how this could be offensive with the way you're describing it. It wasn't until I started researching his pot, his uh, YouTube channel and all the other lectures that he has in person. And I had to go through quite a few before I started getting a, a good idea of what this guy was all about. But to me, it, it made sense that he's creating these caricatures in order for that dynamic to, to start emerging. So, one of the things that was very interesting, he's more, he's, he's not actually a masculine male. He's more feminine, masculine balance. And the reason why he turned out that way is his father was an alcoholic. And any confrontation that he would have towards his father would create conflict and violence. So he learned how to be soft and how to be supple so that he could survive in that dynamic of abusive alcoholic father that couldn't take more masculine in his home. So it's really interesting that he had to learn the feminine before he had to understand the masculine. And I think that's where this comes from. 
it's his journey on reacquainting himself with the masculine so that he could have something to attract the feminine and to make it whole. So that's one of the dynamics where I feel like we didn't get through the book. It's one of those things that I had to do my own research before I started understanding these messages from the book a lot deeper. You know, as you say that, that he was more supple and flowing, it makes me realize that he could not assert his boundaries in psychology speak. And so he had to learn to assert his boundaries. It has nothing to do with masculine or feminine, honestly. It just has to be about a person that his boundaries were constantly violated because he was a victim of an abusive father. And as he grew older, he realized that I no longer want to play this victim role and I want to learn to assert a boundary. And he took that as like, oh, I need to, that's what masculine men do. But, you know, boundaries needs to be asserted on both parts if you are the victim of abuse. That, and that's where my problem lies with this book is it's not black and white. Like, you know, he mentioned the priority of the masculine core is mission, purpose, or direction in life. The priority of the feminine core is the flow of love in intimacy. You know what's my problem with these two statements? My problem is he's basically saying the masculine energy needs to go out there and earn a living, and the feminine energy needs to stay at home and take care of the family. And this has been the struggle that There's, we have been fighting in the Western world for equality. But it, it, has, it has nothing to do with gender, though. He's not talking about gender. I think that's where we're getting it mixed up. And it's, that's this is not about male, it's, it's about masculine. So if you are in a home and you're more feminine, then if your wife goes to work, you take care of the kids. And I think that's the advancement that we've had as a society that we, we are okay doing having a stay-at-home dad that might be more, more feminine than his wife. So I don't see anything wrong with that dynamic because it's not talking about women. It's talking about masculinity and femininity. So I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that argument. Well, the thing is that it's what I'm trying to say is that yes, it's not talking about like gender norms, right? If you embody right. the the body of a man or the body of a woman, he's not talking about the bodies. He's talking Correct. about what you embody exactly. as a man. If you exactly. embody more of the feminine, then he's like, okay, stay at home. If you embody more of the masculine, then you go out there and work. But that's what I'm trying to say is that no matter what you embody, because if we take this a step further, I mean, we're blurring the lines when we talk about LGBTQ, right? For sure. Like, then what are you embodying anymore? Exactly. I, I don't but, even know. And, but, and here we are, two male masculine <laughs> energy men talking about this because I can't even begin to talk what LGBTQ people go through. I, I'll, I'll give you one example. Sure. Um, my cousin, um, she's a lesbian. She just recently got married. And last year when we were at a, a wedding of a cousin, 
she got her fiance to the wedding. And, you know, we were an Indian family, like very conservative, not very conservative, but a conservative family. So for her to bring her lesbian fiance was a huge deal to the wedding. Sure. And I remember one of my aunts coming up to me and asking me like, oh, so which one wears the pants? And, you know, she asked me this. A, she shouldn't be asking me this question in the first place. And I got offended. I'm like, <laughs> who cares? You know, which one wears the pants? Like, just look at the two people coming together in so much love for each other. They're two beings coming together in so much love for each other. And honestly, like, if you saw them, they, their embodiment of the masculine and feminine energy ebbs and flows. Sometimes she does it. Sometimes the other one does it. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, even if he's making these general sweeping generalizations, it does not hold for, you know, like a relationship for the entire duration of any relationship. They ebb and flow. Well, that makes his point more certain. He talks about those dynamics that the LGBTQ um, understand deeper at times than, than heterosexual relationships because they understand that those dynamics change. And for a heterosexual or, or a homosexual relationship, there's times where the, the, fe- the feminine might take on the masculine and vice versa. And that it's not right or wrong what dynamics you play, but you have to understand that these dynamics are at play. And if you blur them, then you could turn off your fire. So once again, everything you're saying goes exactly with my understanding of what he was trying to come across with the book. So it's, it's funny to me that you're using this as a, an argument, but to me, it's solidifying the stance that he's taking with the book. So now I'm very confused with your take. <laughs> well, I, I just feel like some of the things that are mentioned are very like, this is it. This is what a masculine energy should do. And I don't feel that way. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like a mass, he's trying to pigeonhole a masculine, masculine energy and you can't. And what you're trying to say is like, his point is that you can flow from the masculine to the feminine, but when you're in the masculine, these are the traits of the masculine energy. I think the issue with that we're having is that for me, when he's talking about masculine, I don't think there's one human being that embodies a full masculine. We have a mixture of both. So with his book, he's talking about the masculine energy, which is a ratio of aspects within ourselves. It's not the whole self. So in your heterosexual relationship, at times you could flip the roles and have her be the the masculine energy and tie you up and do things to you that would normally would not please to you, but if you if you were to take the feminine, all of a sudden this dynamic will work. So it's not so much of a male should go to work and a female should stay at home. It's like, no, the feminine and the masculine is independent of gender. And how these two dynamics work is through polarity. And then the more masculine, then the more feminine, and they work as their yin and yang. So 
that's the part where I got hung up in the beginning because we've been doing such a good job as a society of balancing these things out. But sometimes if you balance them out, you have to understand their dynamics and how that could be a problem in your relationship. So it's not to say to dominate your woman. It's not to say that your woman should stay at home. It's not to say that you should be the one with the last word. It's not to say that you should not change your, your mind. It's saying like, hey, these dynamics work this way. And you have aspects of yourself that are feminine and masculine. But you have to understand your masculine ones. And these is, this is how the masculine ones work. But nobody's 100% masculine. And once again, the book is making a caricature almost of the masculine so that you could understand its dynamics and how it affects the feminine. But I don't think there's anybody that's built 100% one way or the other. So I think that's where your, your view on the book and mine differ a little bit. But one of the other points that I wanted to talk about it, one of the things that the masculine does is living on the edge. That's one of the other things as well. It's like you want to push yourself for a better self. And the masculine energy tends to, to seek to better itself. It's, it's like when we work out, we don't want to do five reps because that's not enough. That doesn't create growth. And if you are maxing out at 11, you want to get to 13, not to 30 because then you can't work out the next day. But living on the edge is another masculine trait. The other one is discovering your purpose. I feel like within the female there, she has her masculine and feminine as well. So for her masculine side, obviously, to, to flourish, she has to discover her purpose along with the men, which I think is great. Also, the masculine energy enjoys friends and criticism. I think that's awesome because I feel like competition, criticism, they all work really well for the masculine energy. For the th- What he's saying is for the feminine energy, it's praise. So if you're a masculine male, you are going to react better for people that praise you than people that criticize you because it's not going to turn on your fire because you have that feminine within you. So once again, if we, if we look at this book and we pigeonhole as masculine being male and feminine being female, it's gonna, it's, you're going to want to burn the book. But if you go into this book with an open mind and understand that aspects of yourself are feminine and masculine, and if you want to truly serve your masculine side and serve your your partner's feminine side, then these are some of the guidelines that will help you understand the masculine entity or the masculine self. And um, I think I think it was a great book. I really like the author. He doesn't take himself too seriously. I felt like it benefited me a lot because there were certain areas where I, w- I wasn't as balanced as I could have been and I know I could work on them by living on my edge, by taking this moment for it is and being present. Um, so I don't know. I, I think the message could be misconstrued very easily because we're living in a society where it's very political and for anybody out there that's going to go through this book, I, I recommend it for both male and female so they know what's going on through the, the masculinity side of that male. So one of the things that I got from him was that he was helping the audience that he was dealing with understand their masculinity and femininity better. There was a lot of women out there that were having a hard time finding a, a partner because they themselves were too masculine in the way that they presented themselves. And then there were a lot of men out there that were too feminine 
that didn't understand the dynamic of the masculine and the feminine so that they could create that fire in their relationship. So this, I don't think this book was meant for the super macho guy. I think this book was meant for the super feminine masculine and the, the, even the, the masculine feminine for them to understand their roles so that that relationship could have more polarity and flow and fire within that relationship. So I feel like that dynamic didn't come across in the book until I saw the videos. And then that became clear that he's helping a lot of people find their identity, their masculinity to create that yin and yang within their relationship. Well, in that case, maybe we should link the videos as well, instead of just telling people to go and read the book. He doesn't have too many videos on YouTube. So if you do a search on YouTube, you're going to get probably less than less than eight, I think. But yes, we should definitely link some of those videos. Okay. I mean, just Google. I mean, I guess just YouTube. put the name of the author, David Dida, in YouTube, and I guess you will come across his videos. Because I felt like it was very helpful for me because there are also parts of my shadow that were clashing super hardcore with the message of this book. So I had to do some inner, inner work in order for me to, to adapt and see this for what it is. And, and it, was, it, it was a really good read. I enjoyed it, dude. <laughs> well, the thing is that that's what you took from it. And that's what you adapted his message to be. You synthesized his message into that. But he wasn't always consistent with this energy message because there are chapters in the book where he talks about cold and uh, hot and cold women. He says women. He doesn't say energies. You know, and he like pigeonholes like certain ethnicities or like, you know, women with certain kind of hair. And I'm just like, where is this guy going? Like he's off his rockers, man. <laughs> and, true. true. And then, I mean, that's why I'm like, take his message with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Yes. yes synthesize his message about the energies, which is a really important message. But I feel like his book could have been quarter the size that it is because it should have ended there, but then he tried to like expand it with generalized advice. And then he like objectified women with all of these different traits. And I'm like, dude, now <laughs> you're just going really, really into crazy territory. And you should have stopped a long time ago because now he basically just negated everything that he just said early on in the book. You know, I, I lost respect for him as an author when I started reading all of those things, because I was like, how, like, if this is drivel, that's just like in your head, don't put it on paper. Like, how did they even let you put that on paper? But this is not it. You know, this is the problem that I have with the book. Like, it's this, like, he writes messages like this with no context and no elaboration. This is straight from the book, by the way, the priority of the feminine in men and woman is the flow of love in relationship with you there. Okay. The priority of the masculine in men and women is the mission which leads to freedom. Ultimately, true freedom and true love are the same. However, the journey of the masculine and the feminine to this unity of love and freedom is very different. Now, True freedom from what? 
I don't know. Maybe you can expand on that. Uh, the flow of love, the ultimate goal is the unity of love and freedom. I mean, I think what he's trying to say is that how we get to love as the masculine and the feminine are two different paths, but we ultimately get there. The freedom part is the part that I have trouble with because Freedom from what? Freedom from each other, freedom from the relationship, freedom from your mind, freedom from consciousness, from your your body. It's like, dude, define the freedom. And he never did. Yeah, he did. He talks about freedom like uh, the orgasm itself is a a mini death and also the dynamics of war where people go to die. That's another freedom of this body into into the astros for the masculine to forego his body in honor. And kill himself. So, yeah, it's very arch- very archival, or I don't know how to use, say that word. Esoteric? Yeah, it's very esoteric. And you know what you call those archetypes? The, the male archetype is very from the archetype. So for me, it was as my spiritual being, I was looking at this more like my biology, my carnal, my, my relationship with the world not so much my spiritual side. So the dynamic between my biology and my psychology are two totally different animals. And I feel like when he's talking about that death, he's talking more like that biological freedom of of releasing from this body, from this pain. And also the the freedom of, of the nine to five, you know, finding more money like i made two million dollars i don't have to go any but you're defining freedom i'm saying he didn't really define freedom in the book correct and and once again i'm going based on the podcast and the and the youtube videos that i i went through him he wrote this book over 20 years ago so to to say that this book is up to date it could have it could have been modified going through his message on YouTube and versus going through the book the first time made me understand a lot of these concepts a lot deeper. So I'm, I'm there with you, but brother, I, I totally understand how some of these concepts are not fully explained in the book and how they could be, a, you know, like the redheaded woman is a hot versus the, and the South Korean are hot versus um, the, the blonde slender are cool i'm like dude you can't generalize things like that people are gonna shoot you in the head if you keep on doing that yeah it's very outdated (laughs) and it should have been updated and um grain of salt yeah take it with a grain of salt and i feel like if you're a man or a woman i think give this book a read and give us your feedback what do you guys think you know, because obviously we're disagreeing here. I mean, parts of it we disagree on. Um, I honestly did not love this book. Uh, I feel like he could have done it more justice if he updated it to more the current times and really took the time to remove parts of it that did not play nice with modern times anymore, especially given the Me Too movement. And with everything that has happened in the last decade. Um, So please 
if you're really inclined to know a lot more about masculine and feminine energies, read this book or download it on Audible or, you know, Apple and uh, tell us what you think. Let us know because I'm really curious to know what you guys think out there and whether you agree with Abiel or you agree with me. And, you know, you can go to our Instagram page, our DMs are open, or you can just go to our website, theemotionalcompass.com and fill out the contact form and it comes directly to us. We read every single message. Um, you know, do you have anything else to add? I think it would be great for both the masculine and the feminine to understand their polarity. And I think that's what the book was trying to achieve and yes, it could be misconstrued. And yes, I don't think he needed to generalize that that much, but he was creating caricatures of all these aspects to to push push a message. Um, so don't judge a book by its cover. Go ahead and read it. We really appreciate your support. And I don't know, do you have anything else? Hey, we're the emotional compass and please rate review, subscribe, tell your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones. If you found this episode interesting, please share. Share the love because we're just doing this for love. We don't have any sponsors or courses to sell or anything. We're just doing it because we want to get the message out there. And the more you love and rate and review and subscribe, the more people it can reach. That's all we got. Until next time.